Yo, welcome back to Piece by Piece, the kind of, sort of, not really weekly podcast where we talk about anything from art, clothing, music, and mental health. You know, peace and peace. Wordplay. Walter, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing all right, man. Are you okay? I'm great. <laughs> yeah. It's been, you, it's been a long week for you, though, eh? Oh, yeah. I mean, for both of us, because... It wasn't a week, but you yeah. know, it's fun. Yeah, no, definitely. But I mean, I'm, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm so glad every time that we are able to do this, but yeah, it's, cr- it really feels to me like we recorded like within the last few days. The last it really does. Yeah. It's very interesting. Maybe it's because the break before this one over the holidays was so much longer. Yeah. Like we were just so stoked to be back. We were our creative tanks were filled. Yeah. So we were like, yeah. Not mentally. sure if it actually came across like we were full creatively. I feel like we were, we were uh, really just so excited to be back that we, I, at least I was blanking on things that I had done because I was just like, ah, oh, this is nice. Well, there was so much. Yeah, definitely. Even, even this week, I wrote down everything I did like that I would love to mention. And it's just, it's like, oh, yeah, and that. Oh, and that too. Mm-hmm. Oh, what about that? Yeah, I know. My, I, I have to be good at note keeping because I will come up. I, I, so many things happen where I think, oh, I can't. I won't forget this. There's no way I will forget about this. I don't need to write this down when we do the and podcast. I'll remember. Gone. Yeah, it's, it's gone. gone. It's because it's gone the next time that something else happens where I have that same thought. You know? Yeah, it's, um, it's overwritten. It's not saved as a separate file. Yeah, but. That's the function of desire, man. I say this all the time. Like, there's no such thing as satisfaction. There's only uh, desire. You know, a desire is satisfied by uh, the uh, by being supplanted by another desire. Because as soon as you get the object of your desire, or you know, experience it in some way, it's not like you experience a period of no desire. Um, the only thing that really satisfies it is the you know, wish for satisfaction again. So a new desire. So, so, so are you telling me there's no such thing as being truly satiated? Is that the right word? Satisfied? Like, yeah, satiated, there's no I thing. always think of flavor, but that is a poignant word in this case too. Cause yeah, you accept, I think that's why food is so satisfying because you know, for food with food, you have desire and you consume it and actually feel a limit to how much you can, you know, enjoy it. Because at some point you get full. Um, like I used to have really essentially have an eating disorder when I would work worked out super hardcore back in the day. You know, at one point I was working out like 10 times a week and monitoring everything. And then one day I snapped and I just ate everything. I was at a wedding um, and it was like my cousin's wedding. And I had been dieting super, super hard for so long and I was like, all right, I'm gonna let myself go tonight. And I literally ate until I threw up multiple times. Oh my God. Like I didn't force myself to throw up at all. I literally just ate so much that I was throwing up. Um, and So you were you were starved for so long, you couldn't recognize that, that law of diminishing marginal utility where you're like, <laughs> oh, I'm full. I'm not even gonna enjoy this. I, but you were so starved for it. You're like, I don't care. Yeah, but I, I just don't care. Specifically, I just ate cake. <laughs> like Jesus, dude. I, so it was my cousin's wedding. It was in Hawaii. 
they flew us there because I told them like I can't afford to go to Hawaii for a wedding and luckily generously they flew us there it was the first time Laura and I had ever been and I baked the cakes for the wedding and you so, baked them yeah I baked the I baked a um, dark chocolate raspberry cake and I also baked like a peanut butter chocolate cake um that's for, not kind of fire right it was a small wedding and i love baking and back then used to bake a lot and so they instead of hiring someone to make the cakes i just did it and i i think going through the process of making all of it too because no i would not have let myself eat any cake back then i was monitoring like how much sodium and potassium i was eating um every day you know so yeah I, uh, when I decided I'm going to let myself go, like all of that denied appetite just came out and I just ate, 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 and ate, you know, but it was good because at one point I no longer could desire it anymore because I was like eating myself sick. But when you desire other things, like other things in life, I feel like, you know, you desire a college degree, like then you get a piece of paper and they're like, oh, hey, look at you. You have a bachelor's <laughs> or a master's or whatever. Um, you know, it doesn't feel like satisfaction. All of a sudden, you just then desire what you can do with it. Okay, so when I was young, uh, it was just me and my mom at the time. And we went to this place that had, I think, Tuesday or Thursday night. It was like cheaper for the all-you-can-eat buffet. And it's not even like a buffet place. Mm -hmm. uh, but they like had it on the side. It was like salad bar and all this other stuff. And I remember I was like, man, like four, three, five around there. Mm -hmm. And I used to put black olives on my every single fingertip. <laughs> I was that small. They fit. Yeah. So I put black olives on every fingertip and then dipped my hand in vanilla pudding and then ate it ate off my hand like a bear and like a honey pot. Okay. And I did this Sounds every time. <laughs> Yeah, it does. But that is like the other day, Ari, we gave her pizza and mm -hmm. we had also earlier given her blueberry yogurt. Yeah. Um, those things don't sound like they go well together at all, but we were at somebody else's house and we were working with what we got and kind of giving her options just to let her whatever. She's 18 months. so And so she starts dipping her pizza in the blueberry yogurt and eating it. Yeah, dude. And she's just like, this is great. Um, so that makes sense. <laughs> but the end of my story is that one day I ate way too much and I threw it all up. And I tasted vanilla pudding and olives on the way out. And since then, I can't, I can't, like, the thought of those two things together makes me, like, queasy. I mean, like, how do you feel about cake from this instance? Uh, cake can never be ruined for me. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I love cake. I despise people that think pie is better than cake. Um, but, you know, it's okay. I, I don't despise them. I just, uh, it's just hard for me to grapple with that idea. Just because yeah. the texture of pie to me, I mean, whatever. I'm not going to get into it, but. Oh, I'll get into it. I'm very adamant and I'm not a pie guy. I've talked to Roman about mm. this a lot and he calls me an idiot, but I'm just. Pies are kind of mid, bro. Every pie I've ever had is so mid. Yeah, I mean, like, I understand the artistry and, like, pie. There's so many different things you can do with the filling and, you know, with crust and whatever. 
like good pie is cool. I like tarts, you know, like, and I like berries, mm -hmm. but a lot of pie just, it, I don't like the, I don't really like syrupy fillings. I just, I'm not down with the texture. I usually yeah. like the crusty parts of pie the most, but cake, mm, I don't know. Cake slaps. Yeah. I think I just love baking cake so much. I have my, really my whole life. When I was in fifth grade, I baked a wedding cake and brought it into class because my teacher was retiring. Yo, and what? I just wanted to bake a wedding. I like for some reason wanted to do it. I was in fifth grade and my mom indulged me and was like, yo, I'll, I'll get all the things. <laughs> I just love baking. When I lived on my own, when I was a teenager, I would just bake cakes or bake myself like a big tray of cupcakes. <laughs> That's kind of fire, dude. I know. It's I just really enjoy it. Um, anyway. Yeah. How did we get on this topic? I know. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, let me start. You get me talking about cake. You know, I just can't stop. Oh, true. Um, true, true. Might be. But might we were be. talking. About, I was just talking about desire uh, and, and stuff. But but we uh, have a, a lot of things that we want to talk about. Um, oh, oh, yeah. I, I made a promise about uh, two episodes ago that if Cardi dropped a whole lot of red, I would do a poetry reading because I was so sure that he was going to push the album off again. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I kind of wish he did just because the album is uh, not good, in my opinion. I'm just not a fan. Yeah. But that's not the point. The point is he did come out with it. Yeah. Um, <sighs> it's it's really funny. Uh, I guess my I never knew. I tried to have as little expectations as possible and was still kind of just like, eh. But uh, it's funny because people say, uh, I've heard some people say that there are a few songs throughout, because there's so many, it's such a long album, that are actually pretty good. But I think that I really, I don't know, for some reason I didn't enjoy it. So I just never even really, I didn't make it to all of them. <laughs> People and, are saying that the this this is one of the best Kanye verses in a long time. And I, I don't know, I guess, you know, Kanye's style now sometimes just feels a little bit corny to me, but you know, just, I, I actually chose my lyrical poetry reading from that same song. Cause I knew we okay. were going to talk about it. Perfect. Gosh. So I'm just going to highlight just a Kanye verse real quick. And I want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Everybody wear a costume, spray a little extra perfume. Yeezy's in the stock room. That's the name. Make the stock boom. Hit the club with at least 10. You win a 500. That's a cheap Benz. I promised Playboy we'd get the tape out for the weekend. It's over. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the, the one I wanted to highlight, but it's just, it's so mid. Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially, I don't know. I think on, it's tough too, because... I've been going back and trying to listen to some of them, but all of the types of music I've been listening to lately, for some reason, just, I don't know, really make it seem not great. I don't know how to explain it, especially since MF Doom's passing and spending so much time going back and listening to really, you know, um, I don't know, just really talented lyrical, uh, lyrical rappers. It's been it just makes it seem pretty pretty mid especially by comparison 
Well, the thing about, like, say, an MF Doom or, like, a Kendrick compared to Kanye in this case is in the beginning when artists are blowing up, they blow up due to, well, of course, the, the skills. And second, relatability. Relatability is huge. And as you get more famous and more notoriety, like Kanye, you there's less and less to relate to him about. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, how can we relate to Kanye? Um, really not at all. We can't. And, like, I don't care that Yeezus in the stock room make the stock boom. Like, I can't relate to that. Yeah. Like, the only way to grow larger and still regain relatability is either conceptual music, like, has nothing to do with you and your problems, or, like, like a Kendrick, where it's more introspective with problems that literally everybody deals with. Well, and also storytelling, you know? Yes, that's, because yes. Exactly. Like with telling telling a story, it doesn't really, it can be, you know, far outside of my class or experience. You know, Kendrick tells lots of stories that, like even, you know, my own story or something, like I, I share it. And it's not that people can relate to it necessarily that might make it you know, interesting or meaningful or something. Same with you, you know, you have super unique story and, and upbringing. And if it's ever done, you know, served anybody by you sharing it with them or your experiences, mm -hmm. it isn't necessarily cause it's relatable. And so, yeah, like if somebody who's just a really ma a good master of, of storytelling in their, in their songs, I mean, there, it can be, it's relatable for uh, a whole, you know, um, just in the fact that maybe it shares a narrative that is, I don't know, means something to you or something. I don't know, you know? I, I don't think this verse is a narrative that means something to me, I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, care. I, I don't. <laughs> I know. Flow is okay. Did Strong you... six to light seven on this verse. Did you pick a, uh, uh, a Cardi verse as well? <clears throat> I'm glad you asked. Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. Let me know when you're ready. Please. Okay. Okay. I need, I need silence for a moment for dramatic effect. In the car with my son. Yeah, yeah. Get killed by a pump. What? I got a redhead. Yeah. My vibe is tough. Okay. I done been through a lot. Okay. I done seen some stuff. Cardi. Everything dope. Shout out to the bluff. What? How's that? Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Wow. <laughs> that was stunning. Thank it you. Just make you feel feel some feel some type of way. Wow, yeah, that really put me in a very specific place. I know, man. Cardi just built different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just the <laughs> oh, man. The <laughs> your reading was was terrific. Thank you. I really appreciate that. It, it took a lot. It came from a really deep place. Mm -hmm. um, but <laughs> obviously, <laughs> I think we. It's funny. We know that. I feel like for some reason with Cardi. It's like the reason that, you know, dialit, there's so, like goodness in dialit is uh, a lot of obviously like the vocal experimentation and, you know, innovation and stuff that he does with it. But it is, I don't know, it's just so, uh, I love that 
that you came up with this punishment for yourself. <laughs> well, uh, one, I on thought it would be funny. Punishment is not the right word, but like, it, I think it's terrific that I was really, <laughs> I, I was like leaning back as far as I could to, to not laugh in the microphone. <laughs> um, it's just, it's, it's all over the place, man. Mm-hmm. I just, yep, yeah, that's, that's Cardi. Yeah, I think it's just, it's, it's tough to, uh, because with, I feel like the thing that is interesting, what I, if I ever appreciated stuff about some of Cardi's music, it was like the, how melodic it was, you know, we've talked about this. Yeah, um, it was like, the, it was a trancey production and then his high pitched squeal of a voice. It was like hypnotic at times. For Crazy. sure. Yeah. But so it's interesting when the songs seemed so dissonant. You know, like yeah. that when they it just really doesn't seem consistent, and so that like obviously really breaks up the uh, how how melodic it actually is as an album, and so that's I don't know that was a thing that was kind of tough. But anyway, I don't no need to critique Cardi too much or go on about like <laughs> Cardi whatever the album came out. People have, lots of people have stated their opinions on it, but I'm glad we got to have this time to get more intimate with the music. Yeah, if, if you want any more uh, info and a comprehensive breakdown of Cardi's new album, you can head over to the Needle Drop, listen to Bald Man Fantano. And uh, on our end, we're about to transition. What music have you been listening to this week that's not Cardi? Oof. I mean, you kind of know, right? What, it, what yeah. does it seem like to you that I've been listening to? Oh, a whole lot of everything. <laughs> everything man yeah it was very you're at first your music you were sending me was very confusing because it was so all over the place and then i was like they do be kind of fire though like all of them they're really good yeah i was sending you like i I don't know what what it is i've just been really fluid i think genre wise with music that i've been listening to still so i'm just trying to find bangers in every category so it's it's yeah being able to switch vibes and using music to control or like manage my vibe as well like it has been become really a resource for sure oh Um, yeah like because uh i don't know now yeah now i think i sort of tend to intentionally try to change the direction of like my feelings or thoughts by just picking different music and seeing how it how it slaps you know do you have any outliers that you'd like to shout out or really talk about for people to maybe go and listen to? I don't know. I'm trying to see. So like some of the music that I was sharing with you was just really random stuff. Like we were talking about Cardi. Um, and so I sent uh, Cage this <laughs> Mario Judas song called uh, Big Yeah <laughs> <laughs> that I feel like was like very cardi-ish that came out like just before his uh, his thing came out but it was like all right i just thought it was like very i was like oh this is kind of like cardi um, oh yeah or where, what i more expected the new album to be and i sent cage this like metal classical sort of song um by, uh, called i don't really know how to pronounce it but it's probably it's the most popular song by this group called liturgy um and then i put po- i shared this on my instagram today but i was listening to a bunch of like I don't know punk music and like uk punk music there's a song called uk 78 by this punk band called crisis from the 70s i don't know it's just such a banger for some reason it just holds up so well it's you know 50 years old now or something 
Um, that's insane to think that the seventies were fifty years ago, but that's a whole other thing. That's that's, that's I know. Yeah, liturgy that you mentioned was on my rotation this week because after that song, I was like, okay, yo, let me listen through the whole album <laughs> for sure. And it was it was phenomenal. It was a great album. Yeah, I know. It's yeah, it's crazy. Um, but the uh, these things are all in such different, you know, are are pretty. They don't all flow together that well, but um, that's okay. I've, I've sort of been trying to make different playlists, uh, and so that's probably why, too. But anyway, so yeah, lo lots of different music. Um, I mean, in the last, I seriously have saved, in the last 10 days, something like 70 songs to my liked songs on Spotify. Oh my God, that's so many. I know too many like I, I it's getting too too big at this point it's becoming hard to sift through i'm saving too many songs but in the okay. wise words of cardi though it's never too much <laughs> oh for sure but um yeah what about you man uh i haven't i haven't bounced around as much as you so it's probably not as interesting um it's all good. right after right after we recorded of course i was still on a doom kick because long live the legend mm -hmm. um and then I was like, you know what? I gotta. I'll, I'll always love Doom. I need to. I need to branch out. You know what I mean? I can't just stew on this. Yeah. So then I went down another rabbit hole. I started listening to a ton of Mac Miller again. And uh, and the thing that actually broke me out of listening to a ton of Mac isn't a bad thing at all. Was uh, you setting me music? And then I got into liturgy and then some metal and some older uh, alternative that I've always listened to yeah definitely um it's yeah it's cool i think that i i've tried to honestly i could never leave spotify because of discover and even though discover is not great sometimes and sometimes it won't be good for a couple weeks in a row it yeah. still is um so great just to put on and I don't know get like a passion for looking for new music and be excited about when new things are going to come out that you're going to experience 100 percent um before we do before i do a more a, a little bit of a more uh serious and emotionally engaging thing for the podcast yeah i uh had a couple of things that i remembered that I wanted to mention. Um, what are they? Or I have a little bit of a, uh, I don't know, I have a little bit of a game to play with uh, listeners and maybe something. Because you actually inspired this a little while ago. You were talking about doing some things, uh, you know, changing your look a little bit or doing accessorizing differently, whatever, different things like that. Um, and talking about the experience of doing that on the podcast. Yeah. And um, one th example you mentioned at the time was like painting your nails because mm -hmm. that's something you haven't really done before, right? Nope. Yeah, okay. Um, I, ha I have done it like a couple of times, um, but not a whole lot. It's definitely not something I do regularly, but there's a few different things that I've been thinking about experimenting with. And like, just because I have no reason not to, and mm. there's, I feel like you can always sort of, uh, it's just fun to, like, this is, I've said this before, I like to think of 
fashion and stuff sometimes as um, in real life or approach it the same way as I approach creating an avatar in an RPG. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, and like doing character customization. Um, and so in a way it's like, I want to, I like trying different things out just to see how it feels to like exist in the world with a different vibe, you know? Mm -hmm. And so there's a few different things I've been considering and I'm curious about you, about you. And so a few things I've been wanting to do for a while, like, a, a, you know, in a few of these things for a couple of years, um, I would definitely be down to do nail painting. That sounds sick. Um, I am I have also thought about, and you mentioned earrings, but you don't have your, any, any piercings, right? I do not No. Okay. Um, and you, there's a, is there's a couple piercings that you've thought about getting. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Of course. Okay. And so what are, what are your, uh, top ones? Are there any that you actually like thinking about getting? Well, I've thought about, I mean, like ear, of course, that's the easiest one. Would you or, get both ears or just one? Honestly, if I were going to do it, I'd just dive in. I'd get both. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I don't really like the symmetry of having two matching earrings. So I'd probably do like one larger than the other one. I agree. Or like, But that's just a personal thing. Um, oh, for sure. Then the only other two I've really considered is like a nose ring or like a septum piercing. Like I've debated both of them before. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I could pull off a septum piercing, but a nose ring would be very cool. For sure. Um, and the, those are there are things you can try out too. I, oh yeah. Like I've had my like one of my ears pierced. I've I, I used to have both, but one of them, my left ear has been pierced since I was in like sixth grade, um, and so that will never like heal over at this point. Mm -hmm. um, but I would definitely, one of those things is definitely wearing like earrings again and thinking about doing different things with earrings. That sounds kind of sick. Um, I'll try it. Yeah, I've definitely been thinking about it. Uh, and then for me, another thing is also dyeing my hair, um, which I think about, I've even posted on my story about it and stuff too, but I, cause I'm at a point right now where my hair is getting really long and I can't decide if I want to leave it long, dye it um or like get it cut and then dye it either way i need a haircut um but yep. i'm kind of in between because normally i i let i shave the sides of my head and leave the top of my ha hair really long and curly mm -hmm. but right now everything is so long and if i dye it and i shave the, the sides of my head then the colors will be off um so anyway i'm just debating but that's another thing you know what's funny is I was going to talk to you about the same exact thing. Yeah. Because I just, I took a shower like the other day and I shook my hair out afterwards and I realized it's so long when it's wet. Not when it's dry because it's, you know, like poofy and it's yeah. a thick boy. But when it's wet, I can lick it. It falls down my face to the point where I can lick it. It's yeah. that long. Yeah. <sighs> it's an interesting way to measure your hair, but yeah, for sure. My oh, hair. You, you don't go by the lickable test? I mean, right now my hair, <laughs> if I pull the front of it down, goes to, wow, yeah, d goes to my mouth. Yeah. It's pretty long. Um, but it's so curly. My hair, like, is so curly that some, like, it, you can't really tell. For yeah. my hair to be long, long, I would have to grow it forever. But still, anyway, 
Um, so all of those things I would consider doing just for fun. I'd probably rock like a dangle earring too. Oh, and I want rings. Rings. Yeah. Or like one or two ring, more rings. I would really like. I've been looking at them obviously a lot lately. Do it. I ship rings. Yeah. I'll have to get pretty cheap. Always silver. Don't buy brass jewelry. Um, you know, just not good. Don't don't buy brass. We've I've said this before. Yeah. But so Still yeah. Go. I don't know. Any of those things interesting to you? Or we could do different ones. I mean, I've considered hair dyeing, you know, of course. It'd be a harder lot. for you. Yeah, because it's it's like a like a dark red right now. So I'd need to bleach it completely through. Your hair is such like a vibrant red too. Like it's weird. They would literally have to bleach your hair hard to dye it any color. Yeah. Um, I would only dye my hair darker or I would dye it gray. That's pretty much it. I'd, I'd want to go gray as well. Yeah. I don't know. Just to feel like a main character in a shonen. I mean, when I was in fifth grade, around there, I dyed my hair black because I was Sasuke for Halloween. That's cool. But my mom bought the wrong dye, and it was permanent. It was not washout. Oh, wow. So then I... So then I had uh, black hair in my, my school photos that year. That's cool, though. Yeah. And that's the year I played flute as well. So there's a photo out there of me with jet black hair holding a flute. <laughs> that's awesome. When I, I dyed my hair, like, uh, I bleached my hair when I was in, like, fourth grade mm. <laughs> uh, or something like that. Was that young? Yeah. Just Jeez. for fun. Yeah. Um, but anyway... So yeah, I don't know. I would definitely. I've been thinking a lot about doing about dyeing it, but I'm just worried in case it look, ends up looking really lame. <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of why hats exist, though, right? Yeah, for sure. But I feel you. Mm. Out of all of those, I definitely wouldn't do hair dye because of how mine is. I'd need to pay like two hundred plus dollars. Yeah. Just for a whim of hey, maybe this will look good. It's just not worth it. I know. But I I I'd pierce my ears and paint my nails for an experiment i'm down for that yeah for sure i'd be curious if anyone's listening like tell us what you would prefer we could we'll post obviously pictures um of whatever we do <laughs> and uh honestly i'm like totally just curious people can give us their opinions on what they think uh, we should try i would be totally down to experiment with my look just for uh people's entertainment <laughs> oh i would too because it's fun for us too it'd be awesome yeah it would be great um that would be a blast for me honestly yeah when your style gets stale you have npc energy it's not fun you gotta switch it up <laughs> exactly yeah um especially while i'm you know still working from home there's such low risk but uh yeah yeah i mean i'm just i'm just in school oh i went back this week i forgot to say that yeah that's right that's awesome um have you had all your classes already so far? Yes, I have. And it is a lot. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Does it feel like more than last semester? Yeah, it's one less course, but I'm going to have like twice as much work because two of my classes are labs and the other one's a math. Mm, okay. Just a lot of work. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, it's man, fun though. Yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll still kill it. You just get in the vibe of it. It's always more intimidating at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. And 
I, I texted you live during my math course because I was freaking out. <laughs> I didn't have a notebook. I'm so used to taking my notes on OneNote. Yeah. But I didn't realize like you can't really do that for math. Functions. Like that doesn't work. I just kept like snipping her PowerPoint and just like slapping it in. Yeah. And when she called on me for an answer, I, did, I couldn't write notes or solve things with a keyboard. So mm -hmm. I just had to do like trig in my head. Oh, yeah, that's rough. It was a lot. Hmm. Well, you'll be prepared next time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Man, I'm sorry. I'm like flipping through some poetry books right now. I was trying to like think about poems to read. I love like thinking about the, the origins of poetry because people are always writing stories and it, it began as records of business and this and that and academic books and, you know, educational stuff. And then there was some dude like, okay, I see you know how to write. What, what if we make it harder to read? <laughs> like, I see you wrote a hundred pages, but like, I'll write a paragraph and you're gonna have to reread it like 80 pages worth. So the origins of writing uh, is largely, you might say that initially people are writing because of the absence of an other. And so it's essentially uh, a, a means of communication. So, mm -hmm. you know, the origins of writing were, all, were, were essentially um, there's something that we want to communicate to an, uh, someone else, an other, um, and so we have, but they're not there. And so what do you do if you have something you want to communicate to somebody who's absent, you, you write, you know, you leave the, a trace of, uh, th of like thought for that other person, whether it's like a story or, yeah. um, you know, a way to, uh, remind yourself of something later to keep track of something that's happened, right? Mm -hmm. um, so uh, in that way, yeah, but this is how I like to think about the origins of poetry. Um, before anybody, before there was uh, a, a, a human that used language to write, there was almost certainly at some point on the in the expanse of the universe or somewhere on the like barren earth a place where leaves fell or dust gathered or roots grew in the exact shape of a word in of an english word or a word in a, a number of or in of any language right mm -hmm. at some point there may have been like uh you know like uh, whatever a river that was shaped in the in the uh, shape of like a a, a word uh, of any kind, right? And so before we even ha invented language ourselves, like those words existed um, in some form or another uh, in a way that wasn't legible to anybody yet. And so when I think about the origins of poetry, I think about it as something even like before um, we were using language because it's less about communicating meaning as it is about allowing things to, uh, 
come together or like feelings or th phenomena around you, things in the universe to come together through you. It's really just like you're, you, uh, I feel like trying to express something that is almost intangible, like memory or, you know, um, emotion or something um, in a way that is like, pure to the to the origin of that thing mm -hmm. um and less about actually communicating like something like a meaning i know yeah. that was like a very uh philosophical answer <laughs> in a way but like i think that yeah poetry is less about like because i really struggled with reading poetry and engaging with like with a lot of different art i think um, for a long time because I was really trying to understand it and like mm -hmm. understand what it means and at one point I think that I gave up or sort of surrendered trying to figure out what it meant what it meant and instead was just sort of selfish with it and was like you know what whatever happens to me when I'm encountering with this thing is in some way valid and mm -hmm. that sort of freed me to like enjoy it and I just sort of found that I was able to explore and, and actually develop like real, um, like a real understanding in a, in a sort of way of, of poetry and stuff like that. So, but again, this, like, I hate the way that school teaches people to engage with a lot of different art because it's all about the exact opposite. Like when you're in classes in high school and stuff, at least how my students always explained it was like, you have there's some there's like a right answer and your job is to find the right answer which is yeah. like antithetical to what i'm trying to say yeah and every uh like literature affects everybody differently and what you're saying is you should just get swept up in it and feel what you naturally feel mm -hmm. yeah like that is the that that should be the like launching off point you know mm -hmm. yeah i know i'm like i, I i'd be going off sometimes <laughs> Yeah. But I try, I like want to almost say it as poetically as I can when talking about it poetic. Like if I'm talking about poetry, I almost want to talk about it in a way that is also more about hopefully like the feeling than it is about communicating something that's really specific. That's probably why I really like like French philosophy not not always like agreeing with all of it but it's so fun for me to read because i can just read it like poetry and yeah. like every once in a while some line or something stands out that i just get even if there was a lot of it that i didn't and all of a sudden there's like layers of meaning whereas before all just a minute ago there was like nothing mm -hmm. um i'll illustrate that by reading the segment um from the poem that i that i was just talking about that I sent you on Discord. Would that be in fair enough? Yeah. Um, it's called, It's so I first encountered it in a, a movie called I'm Thinking of Ending Things That's that was on Netflix. I think I may have talked about it on the podcast before, but. Oh, you did, yeah. That was an early one. Um, the poem is called Bone Dog and it's by Eva HD. Um, it's her last name is actually like a really long name. ED, HD is an abbreviation, um, but it's a super, it's a, the poem is pretty fire. Um, and when I heard it read in this 
movie, I was like just blown away by it. And I uh, immediately looked it up to see what it was. And I shared the reading that is done in the movie because it's done so well with Cage. Um, and it's it's so, so, so good. And I don't... What's up? I was just going to say, like, having never heard it before, the, the framing and the ambiance, like, in the visual aspect of it, is it's phenomenal. And it, it really adds to it. I, I'm just going to read a little bit that I sent to Cage, like, typed out and sent to him that I particularly like. It's like the end of it. I might not read it all, but um, what I mean is like, maybe I read this and as a listener, it does like nothing, you know? Um, Or maybe there's like a feeling that, and it doesn't necessarily come from something super clear. It just comes sort of out of nowhere. And that's what I mean about like, all of a sudden there's just something there that wasn't there before. And that's what's just the, the thing that's interesting in and of itself. Um, So this is like near the end of the poem, but I'll begin. Nothing moves but the shifting tides of salt in your body. Your vision blears. You carry your weather with you. The big blue whale, a skeletal darkness. You come back with x-ray vision. Your eyes have become a hunger. You come home with your mutant gifts to a house of bone. Um, Yeah, and then like it continues to go on. But for some reason for me, like I really enjoy the reading it is nice. And if you actually listen to it being read in the uh, movie, it's like a billion times better. But oh, yeah, um, it's like. Uh, what's really interesting to me there is not necessarily there's things that sort of take me out of the poem too, like some lines that sort of take me out of it. Um, and for some reason I, I find that interesting, but I really like the, uh, the visual of, um, I guess it's not necessarily a visual thing, but they're t- the the allegories they use in the poem are visual like it's talking about like obvi- having x-ray vision and what you see and like your eyes and everything of course so there's like optics but uh what i think is just dope is is it making me think about the melancholy feeling especially amidst quarantine and everything of sometimes just w- witnessing time passing Um, especially as someone maybe who has gone through specific things or been through um, trauma, like how it just feels to suffer with maybe like depression or um, whatever. Uh, And it just makes me, you know, and, and the, that part I mentioned to Cage or I was mentioning to him before the podcast, like how, you know, they, she says mutant gifts in the poem, all of a sudden like being able to see the bone and everything is like you, you know the the visual there for me is like all of a sudden everything is without color or without like meat or without substance you're just seeing like this rawness to experience um and that you know that inability all of a sudden it's like you're a mutant now like you can't really go back that inability to stop just seeing like bone like bone and death in everything um yeah. and for me that's like 
not something that casually comes up in conversation or that you can share really easily in conversation with somebody or the feeling of what that's like. And so being able to encounter it in a poem, um, in a poem that is not describing to you in it, it, it in a way that I'm describing it to you, but if you relate, you can just experience it because nothing is worse is that it, as when nothing is like worse than when you have a really real personal feeling or experience and somebody else tries to say that they relate and the way that they describe it is totally different. <laughs> and yet they yeah. insist that like you two are relating. Um, and what I like about poetry is it doesn't really do that. Um, like good poetry when it's like really hidden, right? it doesn't feel like it's doing that at least it feels like it's like oh shit yes this whatever what this is bringing up for me is like very real hopefully that makes sense yeah it makes sense that's awesome for sure oh, poetry kind of fire. what's up poetry's kind of fire <laughs> it is it is super fire <laughs> but i know that you know more to point for sure is to, i want to know what i want you to talk about um cops <laughs> oh yeah we've shared um some music and some art with the people this uh, is true and we did engage in like the experiment we wanted to that's pretty sick as well exactly yeah so, so it's already an eventful episode um definitely what did I, I think oh and textbooks i just dropped like like 350 bucks on textbooks <sighs> oh. <sighs> Oh, <laughs> that's the only way I can describe it. <laughs> that is rough. You get a capital fleece. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> capital fleas or textbooks. <laughs> yeah. Right after you buy like textbooks and it's not even buying textbooks. I paid for limited time access and it was hundreds of dollars. And that's, that's the frustrating part. Yeah. Okay. Cause I, if I'm paying like 150 bucks for this resource, this text, it's like, yeah, okay, it's physical. I can hold it. But if it's on the internet for six months of access for $150, that's when it's frustrating to me. I mean, both are frustrating for sure, but the latter is just insane. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember I could have rented my art textbook for like 20 bucks, but mm -hmm. I bought it for 40 just so like, I can learn about art if I ever get bored Definitely. Like, later on. I'm glad to have some of the textbooks that I still have. Uh, yeah. Definitely. It's nice. <sighs> so those are the boring cops. Um, past that, <laughs> I, I picked up a grail recently. Yes. Like, grail, and I cannot be more stoked. I picked up the, uh, the first edition run of the fundamental FDMTL van slip-ons mm. and i remember talking to you about them in 2016 when they were coming out oh yeah and since i found these in my size after years of hunting bought them immediately it wasn't even like a question yeah at a great price too yeah really not bad yeah but then i did some more research because i remembered like i when they came out i was expecting like same day see someone grilled yada yada didn't for mm -hmm. years I've seen three pairs in total, and this is the one that was my size. Yeah. So it turns out the release of these was only at Dover Street Market in Ginza, Japan. 
Oh wow! And it, and it was a pre-order. You pre-ordered these. They're made made to order. And they said if there was enough bot, like there was enough people that wanted these shoes, they may pursue an international release. Yeah. But but because it was basically a pre-order for a shoe, not many people bought it because mm. they don't want to pay this money and then get it later. So it never went international. So it's. I don't even know how limited. Like there, there really weren't many pre-orders. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just stoked to find a pair in my size that I can own for years and years to come. They look so good, honestly, and they're the in great is, condition. Oh my god, best quality shoe I've ever owned, and it's on Vans, which is just crazy to say. Yeah, I mean, but they're it's totally different. You know, it's like the uh, it's like the Prada superstars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess you could compare it to those yeah <laughs> but i'm just I, i'm i'm sort of jo- trolling but <laughs> but for real it does look like much higher quality materials on the upper you know like oh yeah it looks really great i um, thought i thought it was like a like i knew it was different fabrics but i didn't realize that every stitch was actually by hand wow and, and then patched together like you'll see uh, because we're we're going for ramen tomorrow. Yep. I'll be I'll of hundred percent be rocking these then. Yeah, definitely. <sighs> oh, dude, I can't wait to see them. Actually, that's great. Yeah, I, I'm so glad it. you got those, dude. Man. Um, and yeah, you're set, dude. And then you also got your PC all built. You're using it. Oh yeah. Set. Oh yeah. Um, and you're picking up a desk like right after the podcast, right? Yeah, I'm leaving in like couple minutes (laughs) (laughs) oh man for sure well dang okay well in that case um we can call it here so you could go get your desk it's set up um like i said it's time but man it feels good to be back yeah definitely it does thank you guys for listening absolutely and hopefully cage and i can we're going to um oh what's the store called do you remember mitsua is the japanese market Okay. And the, the store in the front, it's got some proprietary name, but it's it's Mitsua. Yeah, for sure. There's um, a, a specific store in there that I only found out because the Murakami pancake pan was is apparently <laughs> being like officially retailed there. And I, because I, they literally only listed two stores in the US, I think, on their Instagram post that were US stores that it was retailing at. And one of them is in Chicago. So I was like, oh, wow, that's cool um and so i don't i don't necessarily plan on getting that but i i really <laughs> want to go and check out other stuff maybe we can get some things that we can talk about too oh yeah it'll be sick um okay cool and then hopefully by next time i will have watched um jujutsu kaisen and we can actually talk about that as well give a review yes, sir. <laughs> all right for sure well um thank you everybody so much for listening and for uh, indulging on uh i don't know rants <laughs> with us too um and you know feel free of course make sure to let us know if there's any fast things you would like to see us experiment with with our uh, aesthetic i think we're we'd love to especially with quarantine uh it'll be a blast yes please mm, for sure all right well thank you guys again um have a great day keep dressing well uh taking care of yourself moisturizing in the cold especially if you're here in chicago it's like freezing out it's been like, I don't know, in the teens. So, yeah, moisturize. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs>
Thank you again for listening. Bye. <laughs>